Good morning, dear listener. You're welcome to Nasco Moments. How many times have you washed your hands today? Always stay safe at this time. My name is Hudun Gyang. Today we shall be talking about hepatitis, examining the types, causes, effects, and available treatment options. Hepatitis is among the common viral infectious agents of public health concern globally. An estimated 2 billion people are reported infected worldwide, with approximately 350 million others suffering the chronic form of the disease. In Africa, more than 50 million people are chronically infected, with mortality risk of about 25%. According to experts, once chronic infection is established, the disease may persist in the liver for a lifetime. This situation is not only responsible for severe hepatitis-related disorders. But also constitutes the reservoir of the virus. On the Nasco Moment show this morning, we have Dr. Pantong Mark Davar, a consultant gastroenterologist with the Joss University Teaching Hospital, Juve. He will be sharing his insights as we discuss hepatitis, examining the types, causes, effects, and available treatment options. Dr. Pantong, you're welcome to the program. Thank you very much for doing that. Good morning, listener. Stay tuned, listener. We shall return after the break. Mama Shakara, eh? this your shabby still is shining, <laughs> and now don't fit. How manage? Ah, my sister. Now Brightex white detergent, oh, Brightex detergent not the fade cloth at all at all, and it wash cloth clean well, well. It gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No, you not the chop and do. I need good for washing machine too. Eh? Hmm. Mama Shakara, me too. Now Brightex detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now, so that I go to shine, shine and scent. Scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex white detergent, a quality product from Nasco. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex for the brightest wash. You're welcome back to Nasco Moments. I'm Hudun Gang, and our guest today is Dr. Pantong Mark Davar, a consultant gastroenterologist with the Joss University Teaching Hospital, Juve. He will be sharing his thoughts and perspectives as we discuss hepatitis. Examining the types, causes, effects, and available treatment options. So we'll begin the discussion right away. Doctor, can you, in simple terms, tell us what hepatitis is? Yeah. So um, hepatitis simply means, um, like, uh, it simply means swelling and pain. Right. That's what of the liver. So I use this simple analogy to explain what hepatitis is. If you have、uh, an injury to your hand, okay, or for instance, you hit your hand, it becomes swollen and very painful. That's exactly what happens in the liver. When that happens in the liver, we call it hepatitis.、Mm. So that's what it simply means. Okay. So what are the various types of hepatitis, and how are they different from one another? Right. So、um, hepatitis. There's quite a number of things that can cause hepatitis. Okay. Yeah. Top among them are viruses, and we have hepatitis A, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, hepatitis D, and hepatitis E. So all those are viruses that can cause hepatitis. So we call that viral hepatitis. Besides that, we have things like alcohol, drugs, bacteria, and several other viruses as well, like Epstein-Barr virus, cytomegalovirus. All those can cause hepatitis as well. But The hepatitis that is of the type of viral hepatitis that is of immense interest to us is hepatitis B and C, simply because of the complications that can result from being infected with those type of viruses. So, what causes B and C? So, hepatitis B and C are viruses. So, they're just these tiny microorganisms that live in the environment. We can't see them with our eyes. 
but they can cause havoc, a lot of havoc actually to the liver. Mm. So they are both viruses, just like HIV, it's a virus. Hepatitis B and C are also viruses. Do we have other kinds of hepatitis that are not caused by viruses? Um, yeah, so for instance, if you drink alcohol, you can have alcoholic hepatitis. Right? So that's also another common problem in, in, in our environment here, where people drink a lot of alcohol in excess of the recommended um, dose, and they get inflammation of their liver, which is basically hepatitis, swelling and pain of the liver. Yeah, so alcohol can do that. Typhoid, you know, people say I have typhoid fever, I have typhoid fever. It can cause uh, inflammation of the liver as well and cause hepatitis in itself. Um, so a lot of the times when we say hepatitis, we tend to mean viral hepatitis really <laughs> so but it's not it's not the right term mm. so if you're referring to viral hepatitis you say viral hepatitis or you call it specifically either hepatitis b or c mm. yeah okay you, you said something that interested me you yeah. said for for those who drink alcohol for instance they drink yeah. above uh, the recommended so um, there's a safe level, there's a recommended level <laughs> which you can drink. <laughs> yeah, that came out uh, unplanned because <laughs> I don't want to be on radio advising people. Yeah, but truly there's a recommended um, quantity of alcohol that is safe. Mm. In fact, some people would say it's good for the heart. That, that's for red wine um, at that dose. It's different for men and it's different for women, but that's not what we're interested <laughs> in today. But there is a safe level of alcohol that is good mm. for the body. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about um, the different types of hepatitis. Now, who are those that are most likely to contract it? Okay, yeah, so um, the, the group of people that are most likely at risk of having hep viral hepatitis are people who come in contact with blood and blood products. Um, but besides that, because we live in Nigeria, which is a region that is hyper-endemic, you know, we talk about um, uh, COVID being uh, an epidemic, isn't it? Yeah, so there's another terminology called hyper-endemic. So we live in a region that is hyper-endemic for hepatitis. That means that the prevalence in this community is greater than 8%. In Nigeria, we're looking at a prevalence of between 8 and 11% of hepatitis B and about 1%, 1-2% for hepatitis C. So all of us are actually at risk of hepatitis B and C, okay? So being just simply being in Nigeria is a risk factor for um, hepatitis B and C, besides being a health worker or people who work with drug and drug um, blood and blood products, um, hairdressers, people who cut nails, manicure, pedicure, and stuff like that. They're all uh, risk of getting um, viral um, hepatitis. And um, hepatitis is basically transmitted. They're the same route as HIV is transmitted. So all the risk factors. I use HIV because HIV has had a lot of outing and people know so much about it. So if we leverage on that, it's easier to educate the populace about hepatitis B. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, how it is transmitted from person to person, person. can you explain that? Yeah, so um, like I've alluded earlier on that, it's pretty much the same way that HIV is transmitted. So if you know how HIV is transmitted, you also know how hepatitis B and C can be transmitted. But beyond that as well, like so I would not assume that everybody knows, so I'll just go through them, right? So um, being transfused with unsterile, unscreened blood products, okay, that would lead to hepatitis exposure to unsterilized sharp. Mothers who are infected can transmit to the um, uh, to the little ones. 
okay and um uh, using of unsafe sharps as well i think i've mentioned that already but beyond that hepatitis b is a very highly transmissible disease so it is 50 times more transmissible than hiv is therefore there is another means by which hepatitis b can be transmitted which um, HIV cannot be transmitted to that route and hepatitis C cannot be transmitted to that route and that's called the horizontal transmission and uh, we may know about vertical transmission which is mother to child isn't it so horizontal is me to you yeah so and that is the commonest way in which children get infected with hepatitis in our environment fortunately for us our children are getting vaccinated for hepatitis B so hopefully they won't that won't be the story in the coming years but when they play on the playground rough play you know how children play football play and they, they come in contact with each other those who are infected can easily transmit the disease to others because it's a very contagious disease very very contagious just by touching one another yes so because it's a uh, sweat is a product of blood it's a product of blood so it can easily be transmitted and you know sometimes children fall they have abrasions on the skin of their body and yeah, because hepatitis is just highly transmissible. So if you come in contact with the virus, the chances is that you're likely going to be infected. Okay, the phrase you used earlier, was it highly endemic or so? Yeah, hyper-endemic. Hyper-endemic. Yeah. So why is Nigeria hyper-endemic? So it's not really just Nigeria. It's the whole of Sub-Saharan Africa, actually. So the whole of Sub-Saharan Africa is hyper-endemic for hepatitis. So it's basically because a vaccine for hepatitis B has been present since 1981. But before the country, Nigeria, started vaccinating everybody, like universal immunization for hepatitis B was in 2002 or thereabout. So you can see from when hepatitis was discovered, I, I believe it to be 1965 or 75 or something like that, I, I forget. But since then, we haven't really been protecting ourselves, right? Yeah, so it's just been having, and remember I said that it's a very highly contagious disease, so it's just been having a field day all the while <laughs> so that's You're why scaring we're... me right now <laughs> <laughs> well it's not intended i'm not intended well that's not my goal but mm -hmm. i mean i i intend that people should understand how serious the problem is so mm -hmm. that they can take it because it's really a big problem it's a big problem okay. it's bigger than hiv like eight times mm -hmm. or something like that okay yeah <laughs> all right we'll talk a bit more about b and c and you know yeah how we can recognize uh, the two yeah. when we return from this break. Uh, Dr. Panton, thank you for answering our questions so far. Listener, we'll be right back. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Welcome back, listener. My name is Fudungyang, and this is NASCO Moments. We are talking about hepatitis, examining the types, causes, effects, and available treatment options. Our guest is Dr. Pantong Mark Davar, a consultant gastroenterologist with the Joss University Teaching Hospital, Juth. So, so it's good to return to the conversation. Now let's talk about something very important, yeah. how we can prevent hepatitis. 
Okay, yeah, so that's a uh, very a lovely question, Udu. Uh, prevention is key in this when you talk about hepatitis, okay? Yeah, prevention is very, very important because um, it's the only way you can <laughs> prevent yourself from getting the complication of the, of the disease. And there are diverse ways in which you can uh, prevent yourself from having hepatitis. And we look at the preventive measures in terms of primary, secondary, and tertiary levels of prevention. So at the primary level, you are preventing yourself from being infected with the disease. So at that level of prevention, what we want is that people for hepatitis B, which is the biggest problem we have as hepatologists in the country and the whole of sub-Saharan Africa, there is a vaccine which I just mentioned, okay? And it's free. Yeah, there are three doses of the vaccine. And if you take those three doses, 99% of the times you're protected from getting infected, okay? So that vaccine, it's so important that we can't overemphasize it, okay? Unfortunately for hepatitis C, there's no vaccine. And a lot of the times when I'm conversing with patients, I'm consulting, I ask, have you taken a vaccine? They say, yes. Have you taken a vaccine for hepatitis B? They say, yes, we've taken for hepatitis B and C. But there's no vaccine for hepatitis C, not anywhere in the world. So if anyone says, yes, vaccinated you against hepatitis C, that's not true. So for hepatitis C, you need to employ what we call the universal precaution. And universal precaution implies just protecting yourself from coming in contact with blood and blood products. So for un no unprotected sexual intercourse, for mothers who are infected, they have to be in the hospital to deliver so that the babies are protected from um, cross-contamination of the blood of the mother and the children using properly sterilizing chaps before using them. So for men who go to the barber shop, everyone is advised to have its own clipper. And, uh, not to patronize people who do manicure and pedicure on the street. So basically, that's universal precaution for it applies to both B and C. And at the secondary level of care, you want to um, seek for help, get a test, know whether you are infected or not. And if you are infected, you quickly come to the hospital even before you develop symptoms. And there we can do something about it. So we prevent you from getting complications. At the tertiary level, once you're infected, you develop complications, we want to help <laughs> and rehabilitate. Um, you, yeah. Okay, so how can um, the layperson differentiate between hepatitis B and C? Yeah, it's difficult even for the professional to differentiate between hepatitis B and C. Okay, what you, what the listener needs to know is that there is hepatitis B and there is hepatitis C. And if you go to have a test, you need to ask that you want to have hepatitis test for hepatitis B and hepatitis C. This is because people don't know about hepatitis C. So the knowledge, even hepatitis B, the knowledge is not as widespread as that of HIV, but it's even worse for hepatitis C. So people know about hepatitis B, but they don't know about hepatitis C. So a lot of people would have had tests for hepatitis B, but not C. So what you just need to do is to say, I would like to have a test for both B and C. That way, the test can tell you whether you're infected with either B or C. But it's going to be very difficult for you based on just the way you're feeling to tell. Mm. What about this? What are the symptoms for both? Yeah, symptoms. We get asked this question a lot of the times. Symptoms, symptoms, what are the symptoms? So I like to downplay the symptoms of hepatitis, okay? Why do I want to do that? It's because hepatitis is basically asymptomatic. Uh, I'm also talking like a layman, right? So viral hepatitis is asymptomatic a lot of the times. You don't know that you have the disease, so you're just moving around, enjoying yourself, playing football, watching football, going for parties, going for the wedding, but you're infected. So what we emphasize is that everyone, as long as you live in this country, you should have a test. Go get a test for hepatitis B and C, and the tests are very cheap. 
the most expensive of places would probably charge a thousand naira. Yeah, but you can get it for as cheap as 200 or even 300 naira. So it's really, really easy. It's affordable and it's, it's you can get a result quickly. Okay. Yeah. Symptom-wise, occasionally uh, it may present like malaria. No difference at all. You would actually think you've got malaria. Mm. Yeah, but that's uh, hepatitis B. But then there are complications. So why we downplay the symptoms is because when you start feeling sick, then it's too late. Mm. Yeah, so that's why we don't want people to say, oh, I want to hear the symptoms. Okay, because by the time you start noticing symptoms, then we can't really help you that much. And But to mention those symptoms is yellowish discoloration of the eye, which we call jaundice. Um, swelling of the stomach basically because fluid accumulates so you see people men looking like they're pregnant with very huge stomach swollen legs and in the rare cases you could have vomiting of blood and the extreme of it is liver cancer which we really really don't want any patient to have unfortunately uh, we have the almost the highest number of liver cancer cases globally Oh dear. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's now, how bad it is. <laughs> mm, what are the effects of hepatitis on patients and society generally? Right. So uh, it's protein, actually. It's protein because um, hepatitis uh, hepatitis causes complications. And once the complication comes, it consumes a lot of resources, a lot of resources of individuals. So and family lose their loved ones at a very early stage. One interesting thing about the type of hepatitis B that we have in Nigeria is that it's... Um, it's very dangerous hepatitis, so it causes liver cancer at a very early age. So a lot of the patients I see with liver cancer are between the age of 30 and 45 years of age. Goodness. Yeah, so they develop cancer at that age, whereas in other parts of the world, people develop liver cancer at the age of 60. So they would have been as productive as they can be. Whereas for us, these guys are in university. <laughs> Some of them are just graduated from university. They're just about the prime of their life to be productive. That's when they get snatched. So the um, yeah, impact is enormous, okay, yeah, it's, it's enormous. And it's, lots of these people get married. I mean, we have very, very sad stories of people who are about getting married maybe in the next two weeks and they come down with liver cancer and they come to us and say, oh, my wedding is in three weeks time, but we know that you're not going to be there for that wedding. Oh my yeah, goodness. yeah. So it's that, that's it's that really alarming. Yeah. What is responsible for the increasing rates of hepatitis around the world? Right. So basically, it's because, uh, but around the world, I wouldn't say around the world. I would say mostly in Asia and Sub-Saharan Africa. Okay. Yeah, that's where the problem is big. Yeah, because people have not been, people are not aware. So I mean, so we'd like to say thank you for giving us this platform because it's a big opportunity for us to tell people what we're seeing. We are in the hospital. We are the ones who are seeing this thing happen in life. It's scary okay, for us, even as healthcare workers, what we see. So I would say it's basically because people are not aware in the first place, so they engage in um, uh, lifestyles that will predispose them to getting hepatitis, and then um, they gradually progress to developing the complications of this disease. And it's extremely, it's even more so in our environment and there's something peculiar about plateau state i'm sorry to say that yeah makes hepatitis really I, I don't think there's any state that has as much complications of hepatitis as we do here in plateau state so we tend to have a very large number of patients coming with complications and that means we have to be extra careful yeah, yeah, we need yeah. to talk so much more about we need to talk a lot more about hepatitis, about hepatitis. we really really do need to talk more about hepatitis okay i'll give you time to say the final word to the listener yeah, so my final word to the listeners always is wherever you are, you must go and get a test. 
know whether you are hepatitis B or hepatitis C infected. If you are not infected, get vaccinated. If you are infected, it's not all hope is not lost. Come over to the hospital. You can come to Equa uh, um, Evangel Hospital. You can come to the Joss University Hospital or Plateau Hospital. These are the tertiary health institutions in the state that are competent to manage um, patients who have this disease. Mm. And uh, what, the, the vaccine you said for hepatitis B, it's in three doses. Yes, three doses. So you have to take all three. What happens when you, don't take, when, when you don't take all three? Yeah, if you don't take all three doses, you can't guarantee that you're protected. So okay. you must take all three doses. So I get asked this question that some people would say, oh, I've taken the two doses, but I've, I missed the third dose and it's been two years. Uh, do I go and just take the third dose? My answer to them is just go and take a fresh. Right, so, and then make sure that you take all three doses. Okay, yeah. that was important to include yeah, that. Yeah. Thank you so Very much important. for your valued insights, Dr. Pantong. It's Dabwa. my pleasure, yeah. All right, listener, I hope that you have been educated about hepatitis, the types, causes, effects, and available treatment options. We have to end the show here. Remember to follow NASCO's social media handles for very exciting information. Visit www.facebook.com slash NASCO group or freely send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net. You can also send a text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. This week on the NASCO Moments trivia, our question is, what is the name of an infection caused by a virus that attacks the liver and leads to inflammation? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777. Remember to include your full name and exact location. On the trivia last week, the question was, what year and in which country did the first cholera pandemic begin? The answer is 1817 in Calcutta, British India. Our winners are Imoni Onu from Plateau Hospital and Babengida Mohammed from Rikos. Congratulations. You will be called and informed on how to claim your NASCO gift baskets. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO Group. It was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, George Palm and Harun Audu, Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu, Deborah Galadima and Alex Rubin. Please stay safe and join us again next time. Always wash your hands. Remember to wear your face masks in public, practice social distancing, and carry your hand sanitizer with you. My name is Hudun Gyan, and this is NASCO Moments. <laughs> <laughs>